Welcome back, ATL family. This is Message from the Host number nine. And we're here to talk about the annual Kevin James Clay Shoot on April 7th at Elm Fork Shooting Sports. The event was created to honor Dallas police officer Kevin James, who was murdered on November 25th, 2001. Uh, today we have a SWAT lieutenant, Kevin Campbell. I've known him my entire career. He's going to talk about the history of this event. Lieutenant, thanks for being on with us. Well, thanks for having us, Joe, or me, having me to talk about the Kevin James Clay shoot. We have uh, Randy Aguilar and also Sergeant Kent Wolverton here. Uh, Thank you for the official title. I appreciate this Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a lieutenant by the next time we do another message. No. Oh, no? Okay. No. LT, can you talk about your involvement in this clay shoot, when it started, and also just how it's evolved and, and just the meaning behind it? So... Uh, We've been doing this clay shoot since 2017, and the only year we missed was 2020 due to COVID. Uh, the idea came about because I thought a clay shoot would be fun as a get-together for officers, um, and it just so happened that when I was talking to some people about that, uh, Kevin Jancy, who was uh, Kevin James' partner, uh, was wanting to do something in his name, in his memory. So we got down, we, we, we just sat down and started talking about it. And we really, by our shoestrings, threw together the first year just to see how it would go. Um, we had, you know, we had good support. Um, it, it made about, it averages making about $20,000 for the ATO every, every time we do it. It's not a huge fundraiser monetarily, but the feedback that we got because we made it a very family friendly environment and we uh we decided to do it on good friday every year so that kids were out of school you could bring your family um we had great support from uh the beretta gallery which brought out shotguns that they could loan out to people um elm fork has been really good to us uh we didn't have it there the first year um but ever since then elm fork's been great because they provide golf carts we <clears throat> we agreed from the beginning that we would keep the price low. If anybody's into clay shooting, they know that you know six hundred dollars for a team is almost unheard of. Uh, most other teams are a thousand dollars and up, and we include your ammo, golf cart, you get a bag full of swag, and you get a hundred targets. Can you talk <clears throat> about the significance of having it over there in Channel Five? So that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go over to Elm Fork was because it's very close. Well, Channel 5 is where Kevin James was a patrol officer, and he was well-loved over there. Um, I was working Channel 3. I did not know Kevin James personally, but I do remember the night that that happened. It was a citywide assist, and Steve Bishop and I, we, we went lights and sirens from South Dallas all the way over there to help out in any way that we could. And, I mean, I did know some of the people that were, you know, that worked Channel 5, you know, Lance Crawford and, you know, the legends. Yeah. Um, so the, it was important to me that we had it because there's been a lot of venues that have called us and wanted us to do it there, but they were either not in Dallas or they weren't centrally located. And then on top of that, just the fact that we could have it down there uh, on Channel 5 where, where Kevin worked and was, and was so, so loved, I thought it was important to keep it close. Yeah, we've had on uh, uh, Detective Jancy and also as well as Lance Crawford, who was actually there that night. And um, we've got just different perspectives, and everybody uh, talks about KJ. Um, the event itself, it is family friendly, you know, family friendly, and it 
it's it's just a great feel i mean i go to a lot of these ato events but this one has like a different feel for participation just everybody having a really good time uh we have a lot of raffle items last year uh uh, Stahlback Capital, uh, Jeff Stahlback and, and Roger Stahlback, you may have heard of them here in town. They donated autograph uh, Roger uh, football, and actually I won it and walked away with it. But this year we're going to have a uh, having an autographed uh, Hail Mary a Hail Mary, picture. A, a big yeah. picture. It's, it's a good size. It's autographed by Roger and also Drew Pearson, and I'm going to be putting in money for that one too. So, But yeah, all the, all the all the raffle items, you know, they're donated from um, organizations and just people that that want to help out the ATO. Uh, if anybody has any um, anything they want to donate for us to raffle, please bring it up here to the uh, Dallas Police Association, and and we'll uh, we'll take it and put it in uh, put it in the mix to uh, to make some money for the ATO. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, this year we have a really cool separate raffle. So we always do what we call a three-gun raffle, mm. um, which people really like because you get your choice of, of three guns. But those have to be done. That has to be somebody who is who is here in Texas because of, you know, you got to go pick yeah. up the gun and do the, the check and all that. Um, so I happened, just happened to meet a guy because I work the Dallas Safari Club show every year here in Dallas. And he runs a company called Captain Peacock, which uh, for anybody who's a bass fisherman, uh, peacock bass is like one of the ultimate trophy fish. Um, and he has donated a, a eight-night, five-day trip aboard his big houseboat uh, in Brazil um, for two people. Airfare is not included, but as long as you can get yourself down there, everything else for those five days is included. It's five days of fishing. You get, I mean, it would be an awesome trip to go to Brazil. You're on the Amazon while you're fishing and it's like five-star resort. It's not just like a janky houseboat. Um, if you go on Captain Peacock's website, you can see the boat. It's like five-star treatment. Um, and he is just so behind us. Um, that he's like, you know, we were trying to figure out the best way to give away this trip. Um, and he's like, I don't care how, how you give it away, but I want you guys to have it. It's, it's a gift from me to you. Um, you know, these trips go for two people to go down there and do that. Uh, you would, you would pay him around $10,000. Okay. Can you tell the listener where they can, you have, you have the flyer in front of you and I'm going to be posting it later today on the social medias that we do. Yeah. I've already posted it, but I'm the next, the next month, uh, the listeners that follow us on social media are probably going to get tired of seeing it, but it's the Amazonia, Amazonia uh, fishing trip. Right, and you can go to kevinjamesclayshoot.com, www.kevinjamesclayshoot.com, and uh, you can buy your tickets online. So anybody in the United States, you, you do not have to be present to win the prize. We will draw it at the day, and we will contact you if you're the winner. And if you want to check out, you know, who does uh, the Captain Peacock, his website is www.captpeacock.com. Now that's a, an all-inclusive deal, too, so you don't even have to bring sandwich meat to, to eat every day. They're, they're no. taking care of everything. It's like five-star meals. They put you out on the beach, and they cook you lunch in the middle of your day where you fish all day. Uh, you know, it's it's a fantastic trip. Something I would love. I would love to do. It's definitely on my bucket list. And these peacock bass, they like they have like They're peacock huge. feathers that, that that flare up. Or no, it, okay. No, they uh, have a. I'm, I'm they, mistaken. They just gotta let them fly. They're yeah, they very, fly away. They're very brightly colored. Okay. And uh, and they get really really big. 
Okay. So people, people, it's just a, it's just one of those trophy fish for people. And it's twenty five dollars each for the ticket, or you can get five for a hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. And the drawing is going to be again. The the event is on April seventh, twenty twenty three. You do not have to be present to to win this nope. trip. Is there a cap to the number of tickets you're going to sell for that? Nope. Nice. We are we are selling them and and tell people quit buying them, but. Uh, it's a great opportunity. I mean, you can you can throw a hundred bucks and get your hat in the ring for five five chances to win a ten thousand dollar trip for a hundred dollars. No, you also don't have to be a professional fisher, right? You can nope. you can just they do be everything for you. Totally amateur, sit out there and and walk away with some beautiful, tasty peacock. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't and they <laughs> pluck the feathers out, I believe, before they they grill it. For sure. Okay. Unless you, I'm sorry. You have to bring your own rod and reel, Joe. I keep thinking you have the, the has feather. Never mind. I'm sorry. No, you, you, you have a pole, a pole, uh, cane pole, right? To, to I don't get know. the okay. Uh, I'm just gonna have a string. Well, and Captain a hook. Peacock will hook you up. Whatever you need, I think. Yeah, they they have it all. You'll be in your own boat with your own guide, and they have all they they rig everything for you. You don't have to do anything but catch the fish. Stand there and hold it. They yep. hand it to you. Yep. <laughs> they stand there. Hand it to you, and they do yeah. the rest. So. You've you've pretty much run this since the beginning. Well, I, I'm not going to say that I run it. Mm-hmm. So Kevin and I came up with the idea, mm-hmm. and it has taken taken a huge team of people. Um, we've had uh, Carolyn Ivy mm-hmm. is is a, is been a, a great part of it. Um, my wife Katie has been involved with it since the beginning. Vicky White here at the DPA is just a godsend when it comes to this. Um, everybody has has done a fantastic job. Randy is Randy the, is fantastic. He he makes sure all the stuff is there on time. I'm gonna uh, take all that out. By the way, when I edit this, <laughs> the cook team uh, volunteers. So I mean, the other thing I didn't mention is when you show up, Central Market has uh, for the past couple of years they provide an awesome breakfast and coffee. Um, so you can have that when you arrive, and then the cook team does a fantastic lunch every year. So we feed you really well. We uh, everything's included. All you got to bring is your shotgun. Randy, what you, some of the sponsors that have helped us uh, historically through this, can we give them a shout out? Uh, do you know any of that? Oh yeah, and you would put me on the spot right there. Um, yeah. Amazing Grace was one of the first ones. Um, she's a big sponsor. Uh, I know Roll Call. Yeah, Roll Call is they're sponsors. coming back. Um, Bob Gorski, the Dallas Police Association Police Officers Pack, is a sponsor. I mean, there's numerous well, it, it, Ma- Maureen Dickey, uh, Dickey's Barbecue, they helped us out. And, and then she actually won one of the... She did. The year before, she won one of the AR-15 uh, raffles. So it was, yeah, she... And then the same thing, she won like a $900 pair of binocular, hunting binoculars. Mm-hmm. So she is probably out right now somewhere using both. Probably. Shout out, Maureen. Shooting cows. Yep. So... The event, what time does the event usually start and kind of wrap up? So registration usually opens up at 9 a.m. And then it usually wraps up. Everybody's out of there by 1 or 2 o'clock at the very latest. That's what's been really good about this event. You know, we'll get there at 6 and start getting everything set up. But by 1, 2 o'clock, I'm probably back here at the building unloading the trailer and Mm -hmm. ready to go. It's a quick event. And, uh, it, you know, I think one year it was a little bit cold. Oh, you know, yeah, no telling what the weather's yeah. going to be doing right. this time of year, but it's like I said, it's been we've been very fortunate. How many uh, so how many shooters do we usually have? Like uh, teams? Well, it's 150 shooters, and my math is horrible, but okay. uh, whatever that is, each team is four. 
is four people shooting, but we, we limited it. So the other thing that we did is there for a couple of years, we thought, okay, we're going to take this big time. Um, but in order to do that, like Randy said, we would have to stress our volunteers out because we'd have to run two relays and two meals and things like that. I just, I find that it's uh, a little bit more intimate and you get time to really talk to people and fellowship for lack of a better term. And we're in and out of there in half a day and it is Good Friday. So people are, are you know, they're usually getting ready for, for Easter weekend. The kids are out of school. Um, so it gives you something to do on Friday morning and then you got the rest of the day to yourself. And so we, I think we've decided that 150 some years we've been up to 175 but when you go past that number of shooters you've you've got to bring on a whole it, it becomes a whole nother level it's a lot to juggle it is it it, it becomes a whole different different follow wax now how do you get volunteers if, they, if anybody wants to volunteer how do they go about doing that call vicky white at the dpa and we'll put you on a list if you want to volunteer or quite frankly i don't even need you to call if you want to show up at 7 a.m at the elm fork you'll find us and we can find you something to do yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the volunteers because, you know, it, it takes a lot. And, and I never really knew how much it took to get something, any event that we, that ATO puts on, uh, any of these charity events. It's a lot of behind the scenes and strings that need to be pulled and crap. Nobody sees the setup, the cleanup and everything planned. And, you know, of course, nothing goes always according to plan. So you have to improvise on the fly. But I know that there's several uh, listeners out there that have reached out to me that want to start helping our, our events, um, especially it seems kind of odd that our a lot of ladies have reached out wanting to volunteer for the, the next Bags for Badges for some reason. But we'll take what anybody wants to come out and help. You can contact uh, Vicki or Randy at the uh, Dallas Police Association, or you can email me at atlbridgen at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll find a place for you because we, we, we're not going to turn you away. We need help. No. Well, let me circle back this too. So, so far, our, our uh, sponsors this year, and these some of these guys have been around for quite a while, but Walker Engineering mm. has been a sponsor. Joe mentioned uh, the Dickey Foundation, um, Doubletree by Hilton. They've been really Every big, year. you know, with uh, food support and um, in-kind donations. Amazing Grace Life, um, TMPA, that's Texas Municipal Peace Officers Association, uh, Central Market, and... NDBT, I'm not quite sure what that is. I apologize, but Vicky was real quick getting this to me. So, and we we are still taking sponsors, so we are never going to turn down money. We are fundraising organizations, so don't hesitate to reach out. Now, no pressure here, Randy, but I heard that you were going to be shirtless at the clay shoot for all the women that are coming out this time. So, that's joke. if we're looking for more female volunteers no. at the clay shoot, Randy Aguilar that will, scare, that will be off. shirtless and oiled that was, that will up. Scare no, I'm off. shirtless now. He's going to be shirtless at the clay shoot. <laughs> so. Yeah, and Kent's pantless, so but constantly listener, listener can't see Who that. Who wants yeah. to wear pants? Yeah, it is getting a little warmer out. Um, so talking about the sponsorships that are available, we <laughs> back on task. Yeah, yeah. I'm good gonna, job, Lieutenant. I'm going to get you off the no pants and let's. Uh, I got sidetracked. It, it was first. It was it was a, it was peacock mass, and then now it's the the attire. Okay. Not a shock joke. Yeah, but <laughs> but the, there, the, if you go to Kevin James, the Kevin James Clay com, there are several sponsorship levels, mm. um, and you'll see with the with every level you get a little some uh, something different. So it just depends on how much money you want to put in, um, or if you if you have a raffle item like Joe said, those do really well. We do we do great with the raffle items. Um, we'd be happy to put it out there and. Uh, what, what I've noticed about the raffle items for this event and every event, they all are different. That it, You know, 
this crowd is going to be different than the bags for badges and then the golf the golf folks and then the other uh barbecues that we put out so the more outdoorsy what i've noticed yeah. the outdoorsy type uh uh items will will be popular at this one as opposed to you know at another event bags for badges have a nice uh necklace for you yeah, know either yeah. that, so, so yeah i can tell you what what we find is the are the biggest money makers for the ato at our event are uh people have donated like yeti coolers yeah. the yeti coolers do really well the um cowboy cooker type fire pits do really really well um cigars do really well alcohol baskets do really well yep um and then we have we we always have like uh, some hunting trips like i know that uh prairie's end hunt club out uh, around denison they always give us a uh pheasant hunt for two which is a really nice deal because you can go out there like uh, in the morning you can hunt pheasants for the morning and then they feed you lunch and it's kind of a cool experience um in the past we've had fishing trips donated we've had uh duck hunts donated um so yeah it is a it is a different it's a different kind of raffle Mm -hmm. but uh we we try to kind of play to our crowd and most people that are going to come out to come because you know clay shooting actually started for it's a way for shotgun hunters to practice during the off seasons because it's not just like skeet where they throw them you know from two different directions i mean you've got clays that run along the ground you've got clays that come at you straight and go side to side and um so it's kind of practicing to shoot either either uh birds or or rabbits or things like that um and the other thing that i always try to tell people because there are people that seem to be intimidated by coming out and doing this for their first time the, yes we do give trophies and yes there we do keep score there's a competition there, there is a competition there but if you've never done it before, this is the group you want to come out and have it be your first time because everybody will help you out. Either the people from uh, Elm Fork are willing to help you out. Um, our uh, Dakota from Beretta is an ex-Olympic shooter. He has no problem helping you helping you out. Um, and everybody will give you advice. Even the So one of the big volunteer groups that we've been lucky to connect with is the LISD, the Louisville Independent School District's Clay Shooting Club, their their team. So those kids come out and they are the pullers on some of the stations and they have no problem saying, hey, you know, you're not doing this or you need to do this. So if you are a first time person, there is no reason to be intimidated. This is the shoot to come do your first first time with. Yeah, you're, you're a commander over SWAT. You don't have to be a SWAT sniper to come out and and uh, participate historically the SWAT guys have not been very good no hey, it, that guys, was, SWAT guys I think that's a challenge so you can get, well, get, get your team get out of here so it, it I, it's actually funny that Randy brings that up so the first year I I got some you know a friend a good friend of mine Jeremy Borchard I said hey I got a team for you why don't you bring four of your guys to come out and they did not do so well I was and, part of that team it was quickly they all went up to beretta and talked to dakota they all of a sudden i see they've all got shotguns and they're all practicing because the one thing about these guys is if they're not good at something they're going to figure yeah, out how to get good at it <laughs> that same team maybe the second time we did it we just took second place in another one yeah so, there you uh, go. two weeks ago yeah i they came back second place so they have improved but that's the deal you know this is a it's a fun event and if we don't have enough shotguns to lend you like beretta doesn't 
the other good thing about Elm Fork is they have a pro shop and you can rent a gun from them. So you don't even have to have a shotgun. We can yeah. figure out a way. I bring five out every year and I loan out all five. Um, we actually borrowed, I think it was a million dollar shotgun from Beretta the first time. And it was million. it was ridiculous. It had electronic readouts. They, they still no. made it miss. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, did, it did not shoot straight, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but no, it was it was awesome. I mean, you've got a you've got an Olympic caliber shooter out there teaching you how to do it. And granted, it probably would have been more than a fifteen minute introduction. Uh, but it was it, there was no pressure. It was a lot of fun. Um, I've told everybody when they call me again and ask me to do more. I'm like, I'm horrible. So if you don't mind having the weakest link on your team, like, sure, I'll go out there and have a blast. But yeah, it. It's definitely not for just professional shooters out there. This is a really fun event. It's it's about fun, having fun yes. and connectivity and fellowship. It's not about trying to walk away with a medal and bragging rights. You you, you might walk away with some cool items, some you know raffle, raffle items, but you there's know. usually an award for the worst shooter too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, give we them like a free. I, I missed that somehow. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't get that one. Well, the other thing that I like about this event is 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 that there's a really there seems to have always been. Randy, can you can either back me up or tell me I'm wrong, but it seems to me there's always a really good mix of, uh, for lack of better terms, first responders and civilians that really get together and have a good time. Like when we're sitting there having lunch, everybody's just talking and chit-chatting, and you meet some really great people that you may not have ever run into before, and... I don't think I've ever had anybody that has shown up that has not said they had an absolute blast at that event, that it was it was well run and well taken care of, but it takes an army to do that. But I, I'm really proud of this event. Well, one of the good things, too, you know, we've had a, a good mix of uh, first responders, but another way you can donate, you can adopt a cop. You don't have to come out and shoot. If you want to donate right. money and we can get officers to come out and shoot in your place, and that's what makes it fun. But there is a good mix of... All kinds of different people from a lot of women come out and shoot kids mm-hmm. come out and shoot it's it's a uh, it's we've been very fortunate yeah betsy orton she had never shot a shotgun of Dick, dickie's barbecue and you actually uh, I took you, her, she was mm-hmm. nervous as hell and she did you know she did all right yeah for the first time like i said this is not the place even if you come out and volunteer and you've never shot before you come find me we'll get a golf cart and we'll just hit a couple stations it's it, i can introduce you to it without you having to do all hundred shots yeah. um I'm all about opening people up to something new that they can do outside, and I just, you know, it's just, it, it's just great to meet new people. Yeah. When I'm out there. When networking's like. huge in any of these events. Mm-hmm. But so LT, we talked about the clay shoot, and I want to talk a little bit about you because I've known you since '97 when I when I got out to Southeast, and and we've we've been friends for a long time. You and. Uh, and um, Major Bishop are actually going to come on uh, later for an episode. Uh, we're too swamp. Yeah, that'll Major? be a good one, Doctor Major. Doctor Major Redneck Bishop. Doctor Major Redneck Bishop. So we're gonna we're gonna, they're going to come on for a later episode. But you tell the listener a little bit about yourself, where you started, and, and what you're doing now. So I I'm coming up on 33 years on the department. I was hired on in '90. Uh, went through the academy. I trained at Central. And right when I got off training and uh, was really having a great time at Central, they started the CBD, the Central Business District. So I got a phone call that night when I got home. Hey, you got two choices. You can do a walking beat downtown uh, or you can go to Southeast. And I said, send me to Southeast because that's the part. So Channel One 
uh, had all of Grand Avenue and all mm. of that. And my favorite trainer in the world, Rodney Nevels, that's where he liked to go work. And so, he's still working, by the way. And he's still working, yes. I, I see him all the time, and I just I, I laugh at him. But he, he, is, he was the greatest trainer I had. Sweet, sweet guy. Yes, awesome individual. Um, so I didn't want to give up working Grand Avenue. Little did I know how much more of that was down there. There's a different side of Grand yes. down there. Yeah, so I went to Southeast, and uh, I had a blast. Uh, I, uh, I think I stayed, I stayed at Southeast until I made Sergeant in 90, 99, I think. And then I ended up making Lieutenant in... So I've been a lieutenant 13 years. Wow. But you, you were my boss as a lieutenant at set the CRT. That was, that was we, my first job as a lieutenant. Yeah, and at more stress we added to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, I liked it, though, because yeah. we, we, you know, when I worked at Southeast, Steve Bishop uh, and, and a bunch of us, we were kind of the predecessor to the CRT. They had us mm-hmm. working four tens. They had us working starting at 8 p.m. so that we could cover that changeover time. And we did a lot of work on the clubs and what would now be considered hotspots. Any place that the crime came up, uh, Lieutenant Turnage and uh, uh, Joe LaSoya uh, would send us into the hotspots. And we did zero tolerance enforcement in those areas. Um, so I enjoyed supervising uh, people like you. The proactive style of police. That's, that's what I was raised on. People like you. Yeah, people like Notice me. he didn't yeah. point over here. Well, well it's, it's we, we can get I'm, into that in his yeah. episode. It, it gets yeah, a little we'll, bit we'll worse. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get into that now. <laughs> he, he, he might, he might have lost some credibility with yeah. people like you. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> no, see, he, Sergeant Wolverton seems to have an opinion that I did not like him. It's just because I walked into a mess that I didn't well, start. I, I happened to defecate all over your desk. Yes. About midnight on your first tour of duty. He did it right now on this desk (laughs) (laughs) it was a mess yeah well we'll save that for today we're gonna package that for uh, another time but um, so I have worked I worked Southeast uh, patrol I was a trainer at Southeast Um, when I made sergeant I got sent to the jail uh, I worked the jail and communications. Actually, I went to communications first, then I went Pissed over to the jail. <laughs> no, I, I, that was just the this way it was. The being. Yeah. I was I was the last person they promoted yeah. on the list. Um, of course, getting promoted to senior corporal was more difficult for me because I was on the list when the famous North Park incident happened and had to wait a year because I ate some days off for that one. We'll get into that later, yeah, too. We'll talk, we, we'll we talk about we'll that, that one, too. <laughs> but luckily, I, I was able to get... I was the last... Matter of fact, me and another guy, and I forget who it was, were the last two senior corporals that Ben Click promoted. So I made senior corporal. I stayed at Southeast and was able to train. Uh, like I said, when I made sergeant, I went to communications, went to the jail, um, begged my way out of there. I bet. And got... Uh, I was able to go to Northwest on deep nights, yeah. and that's where I had Roger Rudloff, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, and I had Jeremy yep. and Scoggins. Um, so I've I've really been blessed my whole career with really having more people that I'd have to pull the reins back than kick in the ass to get them to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once I made lieutenant, my first job was CRT, and then I went to mid level narcotics where. Uh, something happened uh, that I, I guess I pissed somebody off because then I went back to the jail. Um, from the jail, I went back to Northwest on days, which I love because I, you can send me to patrol anytime you want. You know, I'm not, I'm not a guy that's afraid of patrol. Patrol is actually the greatest job on the department. 
Um, and as the story goes, uh, when Chief Hall was here, I was very unhappy with the chain of command and the way things were going, and I had enough time on to retire, so I would come in every morning, and I would uh, change the date on my retirement paperwork and drink my coffee and just try to make it through another day. Uh, thank God Chief Garcia came in and kind of changed the way things are going, and I was offered to go over to SWAT. Uh, that was a nerve-wracking decision, one, because I was working 6 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. I didn't have to take any work home. Uh, I, was able, I was able to be home a lot. And not having ever been an operator, in the back of my mind, I'm like, how can I go over there and be a leader to these guys that I have not done what they've done to get where they're at? Um, luckily, I have always, throughout my career, I seem to have had a good r rapport with a lot of people. Um, and, I, and I knew a lot of the guys that were in SWAT, they had worked with me, and so it, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's been an eye-opener, I'm learning lots of new things. Um, and one of my trainers, Kim Hammond, uh, he told me, he said, you know, you know when you need to retire, when, when you think you know it all or you're not learning anything, then it's time to go. You're learning a lot over there. Yo, yeah, it's great because, I mean, I've got a million questions and they'll show me anything I want. You know, uh, it's, 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 been, it's been a lot of fun because it does kind of keep you occupied. All you, the time. you got such a great i mean swat that was swat they, they have a great reputation nationally and you do have some great great people yeah so now that kent left you, you have some no, i'm kidding <laughs> just class yeah, to okay. join up yeah, when i left yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i want to talk about uh front round frontline realty real quick with uh wade dues and tyler ramirez they just recently started a program called hero serving heroes they're giving up one percent of their sale price of the home to first responders to help with the closing cost. They're also going to donate 10 percent of their commission to the ATO uh, on on home sales for first responders. Front run, frontline real estate team, Wade Dues, the Tyler Mitters, thank you for your service and thank you for your uh, support of the ATO. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Well, does anybody else want to get anything off their chest before we wrap this up? Um, we do have a bunch of really good episodes coming up um tell the listener kent yeah let's see let me well we, well, we got up we got up next we have uh everybody's heard you know i the downloads sorry candelaria twins uh matt smith just passed y'all for, for best opening first week uh smith county stepped up and it was un it was unreal watching those numbers oh my i don't know who was listening to him or yeah but you it's know it's crazy matt smith matt smith is I could listen to him for hours. Thank God I can listen for hours because <laughs> he will talk. For he hours. will talk yeah. for hours. <laughs> but he he just he's he's got a. I, I don't know what it is, but not only does he really know his stuff and he's super intelligent when it comes to whatever he's talking about, but he's just got a really easy going way about him. And it's yeah. East, East Texas. It's yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's it's that East. I guess that's what it is. He's just very down to earth and. Yeah, I, I love listening to his now, episodes. His episodes. I've gotten so many responses from other police. Man, the, the Tatsco community, community they have, people have been reaching out from North Carolina. Uh, SWAT has reached out. Uh, civilians have reached out about his episode. A and lot the, of agencies in Texas, yeah. A, a lot of agencies, yeah. And just outside, I mean, even had Cedar Rapids, Iowa, again, reached out because uh, they love Dallas SWAT. Uh, they were in town. They were in town uh, right. a few weeks ago. It was really fun having them here. Shout out Cedar Rapids. But, uh, yeah, we got after Matt's uh, broke the record, he is still going strong. Gretchen Rocha is up next. 
Joey. Joey Arvizu. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people within the department that knows his story. He was getting ready for uh, a boxing match in Guns and Hoses, and uh, an incident happened. And the listeners going to know a lot more about Joey and his wife, Kathy. They, uh, they went through hell for a period there. Then after that, we have Jillian Etheridge. She's, uh, she used to be a dispatcher here for DPD. Now she's up in Fairfax County, uh, up in Virginia. Uh, it's, we, I want to get, you know, we have so many support units for to make a PD run, civilian and sworn. And we wanted to give a voice and perspective from the dispatcher community because in 911 call taker, because there's, you know, we, we couldn't do a lot of what we do without them. I don't think we could do anything because if you've ever had a an officer as a dispatcher, we're usually pretty horrible at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a that's an art, man. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to watch them go down there and they basically have a, a command center right in front of them and they keep up with all that stuff and they know who's who and where they're at. It's all by sound, you know, and just in in, in reacting off what you hear and and there's a lot behind that <clears throat> behind that profession but they have to hear that in their ear and they hear friends of theirs out there struggling and they can't do anything mm-hmm. so we got chris white u.s marshal chris white part two electric boogaloo is uh <laughs> is going to come up it's, and i gotta say um great misty van curen is back for that one and it's better than his first one so I think he's in top three or four of, of downloads. I mean, it, everybody loves the U.S. Marshals, but uh, Chris is a great dude. We got Richard Sherum. He's the uh, documentarian uh, photographer that's been following around Dallas Homicide. Who that was, was a really good one. Oh I'm, my God, I'm, I'm intrigued a, on that one. I want to. Yeah, it, that's a really interesting one. We actually are working on a special special episode. We're going to record shortly, uh, and that one we're going we're to keep under wraps until. It airs, and uh, I think the ATL listener and and the Dallas Police Department probably are going to be pretty surprised uh, when that comes out and, and how powerful it's going to be. We've got Sergeant Criddle with oh, Homicide. Jessica Criddle, she's amazing. Uh, Brandon Die was a, a man, and talk about another impactful one. That's yes. going to be huge. Yeah. Um, we don't have any bad ones. No, I don't, no. I don't think well, we've we done clean them up enough where they they sound good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we I've been I, I gotta say I've been extremely lucky of of getting good guests on this on this uh, show, and uh, I do not have a shortage of of guests. I have people reaching out saying, "Oh, I'd like to be on." It I have eleven recorded that haven't aired, and you know, so they're stacked up, and I have another recording, uh, two more recordings within the next couple of weeks, and sometimes we do have to take a break because you know. That this isn't our real job, but it's fun. We it's, do sound uh, like it's our real job for yeah. sure. I mean, we're professional. As very, it gets. Professional. very professional. Very professional. <laughs> I think it's with the the no shirt policy. Yeah, that helps. That helps. The LT, it's, you're you don't have to take your shirt off now. You're you know put it back on, please. Do I have to put my pants back on? <laughs> no, leave them off. But when you, when you when you come on your episode, you'll you'll see that there's something about just nipples that put everybody at ease. Yeah. <laughs> You can milk anything with nipples. Especially Joe's. <laughs> yeah. My mini piercings. I think that's a perfect way to wrap this up. Yeah, well, I do <laughs> the wheels are falling <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, the wheels are falling off. We're going in the ditch. All right, go to red, go to register for the Kevin James Clay Shoot at www.kevinjamesclayshoot.com. Come out and join us for a great event. Donate some money to ATO. You're, the money is going to go to a great cause and uh, supporting our first responders. And... Win That's, a trip to Brazil. Win a trip to Brazil. Buy some fishing tickets. Catch some peacock bass with, you know. Feathers or beautiful not. Beautiful fle- feathers, yeah. And 
we look forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Good night.